Let's Roll. This is Counter Charge, your podcast for all things Kings of War. as they delve into the world of Mantica and bring you in-depth coverage of all things Kings of War. Hello, hello, hello. This is Alan Blunt of Countercharge and the Model Citizen. So I, I double duty. So what I'm doing is I went down on February the 8th, 2020 to Glen Burnie, Maryland to participate in the Kings of Baltimore tournament. It's the third one of its iteration. Uh, this is being run by Dan Celtic Jerome. I was fortunate enough to go with former GW co-worker David Frank, David Scott Frank III, if you, if you have seen him on Facebook. He's really into Kings of War and I've really grown to love the system, especially since the third edition rules have come out. I've just been spitting out army lists prolifically. Don't have all the models yet, but I will shortly in the course of about 360 days. So I'm going to be able to respond with anything that comes up at any tournament. I was fortunate enough, as you'll hear on the following recording, to also run into Mark Gregory, who came and visited us there. Uh, you'll hear other things from the tournament as they go by. Go ahead, take in a listen, and enjoy the show. All right, have a great day. Bye-bye. Hello, hello, hello. Hey, this is Alan. Not the second time around. No, we wouldn't be doing it's, this twice. We wouldn't be doing this twice uh, at all. Dude, <laughs> Record the button this time. Yeah, the yeah. button pushed this time. <laughs> yes. Okay, so five minutes wasted. That was practice. That was I know what I'm going to say practice. now. I know all what right. I'm going to Clean it up, edit it, make it more streamlined. <laughs> this is... Less Alan. repetitiveness. <laughs> <laughs> this is Alan Vulcan Blunt of Counter Shark, and we're here at Kings of Baltimore 3, and I'm sitting here with Dan Calagroni and two buds from back in the day at GW. Actually, three, Dan was there too. I was yeah, there. Ho- hauling the rope. So, Dan, tell us about Kings of Baltimore 3. Oh, How, okay. How's it going, man? Oh, man, it was, it was great, man. We had, uh, we had 14 players. I remember that before. And, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, we would have had 12, but Alan and Dave came over from Ohio so that that's totally awesome um it was really good to have you guys too man that was that was great that you guys came out uh players were yeah good good players man good guys all around and yeah I can't say enough can't even say it enough twice <laughs> I had a great time. Very great caliber of players around. Uh, I'm happy to see Mark here. He's over the shoulder observing. And being good old Mark from back in the day at the studio, cutting up boards, screaming at people to get out, threatening to rape them. That, that was you. That was, oh, that, that was that's me. We, that's why we had you. You, uh, you took care of that. Uh, Alan, there's a salesman here that we'd like you to do something about. You get the steely-eyed look and the I'm going to bend you over and rape you. And generally they would run. There we they would run rather quickly up the hallway. Uh, so, Mark, as an observer, yes. what, what's your opinion of what you see in the game so far? Uh, it seems like a fairly simple game uh, as yes. far as learning. It, obviously, it's one of those games that seems simple to play but very difficult to master. You know, the, the intricacies, it's it's complicated but simple at the same time, if that Correct. makes any sense. Uh, and it seems like it's something that I, I'm... Actually, Dan's twisted my arm. It didn't take a whole lot, but I'm going to put together an army and I'm going to come down and play. No, you have enough pieces, I guess. I have, yes. I know you at least have a dragon with half a face. I have a dragon with half a face that, <laughs> had it been in your army, would have died the first turn. So you're lucky it's not here. <laughs> so, 
Hey, you've been gone. Oh, man. You've been gone. I'm going to send you home with the dragging with half a head and mail you the other half eventually when I find it. <laughs> okay. Uh, Dave, your opponents today. What did you think so far? You know, I uh, have a fair, would like to think I had a fair amount of experience with the game. I've heard that. And I got okay. stomped. Ago, like all three games. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Deja vu all yeah, over again. I know I've heard this But uh, no, the, qua- the, the caliber of the players here was really quite high. Good guys, great community, as with everywhere with Kings of War. Okay. But, uh, and as Mark said, you know, the, the mechanics are simple, but the mastery is the difficult part. Okay. And I did not demonstrate it. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. And how many people who had been involved in Masters, in the Masters tourney, that placed high, how many of them were here today? Oh, I'm going to... At a quick guess, seven or eight. Seven or eight out of out of, uh, out of fourteen. Out of fourteen people. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, who, who I know have at least been on the team at one point or another. I don't know who's on the team this year. Uh, I can pretty much guarantee the guy who won uh, today, Alex Chavez. What's up, Alex? Uh, I'm sure he's on the team because he's always placing on the team. Um, I think Mike Atkins also was here today. Uh, Chris Fisher. Those are all they're all top tier guys. They've they've all you know place really high even at the tournament with at the master tournament against the best in the country and they were all here so that that skews the room right you got three of the toughest guys in the in the mid-atlantic and other guys too uh that were here I'm, I'm sure i'm skipping uh some names but yeah there was a lot of really high level masters level players here okay. so you know i i ended up getting 10th um because uh, you know, I got beat around by some of those guys, <laughs> and, but it's—I it's, had a great time uh, doing it. So you know, fantastic. Now the scenarios that you—the scenarios that were picked—they were out of the book. Yes. The scoring matrix sheet. Did you create that, no, or who did that, that come from? By Chris Fisher. He runs Mountaineer, which is a tournament. I think it's in June. I, I went to it last year. I had a great time. They had like forty guys at and that how, one. And you do three rounds here in a one day. Yeah. Does Chris do? Does Chris do more? Does he does five. He does three rounds on Saturday, two on Sunday. Okay. And uh, so I just cut off the bottom of the score sheet, the other two rounds, and just okay. use the the first three rounds okay. for this one. I like the way that he did the scoring. Uh, I was looking for something simple, and that was a simple uh, way of doing it. Plus, it, it it some people don't like it because you don't get penalized for doing poorly. Uh, you always get something out of your score. So as least you kill something, you get points. If you take an objective, you'll get points. Even if you get you know crushed, as long as you do something, you'll get points, as opposed to a lot of scoring systems where you take the difference. So if I got three objectives and you got two, that's minus one for you on the on whatever matrix. You'll go down, I'll go up. This way, everybody kind of goes up. So it encourages you to stick into the last round and kind of fight it out to the bitter end. And I, I love that about it. Like, just, yeah, man, just try to kill something. You'll get some points. Yeah, I've been, <laughs> I've been to tournaments where people, when they find out that there's no way they can place in the, in the way they want, they leave after the first game. Right, yeah. Yeah. And this, this doesn't, this doesn't uh, encourage that. It encourages you to stick it out and, and keep uh, playing. Um, when I played in the Mountaineer, my first game was a tie, but I got more points than some of the people who won their games just because me and the, my opponent, we literally murdered each other. There was nothing left on the table, so we got max kill points. And that bumped us both up. Even though we had the draw points, we got all those kill points. Right. And then we also, uh, I think, you know, we had just enough units left to hold just enough objectives to get a lot of objective points. So we had, you know, we had a lot of, of points, even though, like I said, we only got the 10 points for the draw, but then we both got plus 5 and plus 5. For the for the other part of it, and uh, and that kept us both competitive, even though the you know we've got a draw, which in a lot of tournaments getting a draw will almost disqualify you from you know from placing. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
I played uh, Dave's first opponent in my last game. Yes. Dale. And uh, we, we did lots of murdering on the table. Mark, wit- <laughs> Mark witnessed that. Yes. Yeah. And, Quite a bit. And it came down and says, oh, my unit strength is great. Then I find out all my characters gave me crap. Oh. And, my, and my huge monsters, which are left over, gave me diddly. Right. So they gave me one. I had crap and diddly. Crap and diddly crap. <laughs> I had diddly crap. <laughs> hey, I got five. No, I got three. He's yeah. got five. Right. Uh, <laughs> I actually really like the unit strength system when they introduced it because it wasn't around at the beginning of second, and they introduced it in the Clash of Kings. That the unit strength, but it was it was more streamlined because it was simply like a monster or uh, you know a, a, a hero who's not an individual was one, and a troop was one, a regiment was two, and a horde and a legion were three, and it was like didn't matter if it was a horde of goblins or a, a horde of knights, it was three. Well, they went and changed that in third now, and I. I kind of like what they did. So a horde of knights is actually worth four now, and a regiment of knights is three, whereas a horde of goblins is three. Right. Because the horde of goblins is obviously not going to put as much pressure on someone as a horde of knights will, so the horde of knights is worth more. But I also like the the unit strength thing because it, it balances out between very high, powerful things like dragons, right? They're only one one unit strength. So, yeah, you could take three dragons, but now, you know, if you if I have a horde of orcs on an objective and you're fighting me with a dragon and the game ends... Will you stop saying dragon? <laughs> Monster! Beastly! You almost had three. You almost had three. But, but I'll, I'll win the objective, even though my unit's worth 200 and yours is worth three, you know? Correct. So I, I kind of like that dynamic. It makes you have to balance between just trying to take the power stuff and taking the horde stuff. Right. You want to kind of go somewhere in the middle, and I think it encourages more balanced armies overall. Okay, and yeah. uh, that's, that definitely will change my tactics next year. Uh-huh. I'm coming back next year. Oh, thank you. Okay, I'm, 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 I'm definitely coming back next year. My question to you is Thanks what... Huh? Thanks for the warning. Okay, sure. All right. Uh, maybe he'll play this game. Maybe he will. Yeah, Hopefully we can get Dave back. Okay. I'm already plotting. I'm already plotting. Rocks, Brocks, and War Engine Spam. <laughs> Just because I want to be hated on the... <laughs> Just because. Uh, plans. Anything different you're planning for next year? Because I know when I used to run events, it came down to, I'm thinking about this, I'm thinking about this, I'm going to do this next. I haven't thought and about next year yet. Uh, I, I, get some rest. Yeah, well, the last two years I had a co-TO, and, and this year Rob... Um, Rob Allison. I got your name wrong. I apologize. He stepped up at the last minute to help me with war score because I could not get it to load on my laptop. I don't know what happened, but I couldn't get it to work. He was on the phone with me trying to walk me through it, and every time I'd get it on there, it would, something would happen. It would crash or lock up or do whatever, and I couldn't get it to work. So he stepped up and helped me out with the war score. And I really, hey, man, thank you so much for that. That was a huge, huge help. But in the last two years, I had a co-TO with me. I remember Brian Buxar was right. my co-TO last time. Right. And I am, I am technologically impaired when it comes to like computers and stuff like that. I'm, I'm an idiot with it. So having somebody to help me with that side of it um, allowed, frees me up a little bit more too to, to kind of come up with ideas for scenarios. This year, I was not as creative as I was in the past. Um, so I'll probably try to get back to that. Uh, in the last uh, tournament in uh, Kings of Baltimore 2, we had everybody pick a war wa- or a, a uh, 
goods wagon, something that would carry your trade goods because it was trade wars was the theme. Right. So you would you could you made uh, something that go on a chariot base, and you could pick one of three different stat lines, and they were tied in the scenario in some kind of way. Uh, like for example, in the dominate scenario, if you had your war wagon or your trade goods wagon in the scoring zone, it was worth additional victory points beyond its normal victory point allowance. Or if in the invade scenario, if you got it all the way into the other side of the table, it was worth more to do that. Uh, or if you killed it, you got extra points for killing it. And I like doing stuff like that to change it up. But this year, I, I just kind of felt a little overwhelmed. So I just went, I'm just going to roll three scenarios out of the book. I'm going to, um, you know, uh, just go that route and, and roll. I'm going to pick three random uh, Epic Dwarf map packs to, to set out. And I'm just going to let it just, you know, just play normal. I did have this idea that you have people make a piece of terrain and bring it in, and we judge best piece of terrain. But it just I, with the time that it was coming down to, it didn't look we were going to have as many people until the last minute. I didn't want to put that kind of pressure on people for this um, and on myself. So I just said, you know, we're just going to push to play three games and call it. I like do the terrain next. Okay. Yeah. And and the key and you kept and the keep it simple principle that you always want on a on a big event. Yeah. Because the more moving parts you have. The more stuff you have to keep up with, the more stuff you have to keep tally of. Yeah. And do you bring everything on the day it happens? Right. You don't need all that crap. Right. The, the scenarios in the books are fantastic. They are. Everything that made the difference was the scoring matrix, I felt. Right, okay, right. Dave? I think that given how new 3rd edition is, uh-huh. even a basic, at least at this point, is worthwhile. And I like yeah. the fact that there wasn't, hey, create a hero and bring your hero. Right. Now, there's a time for that when, you know, we're two or three years in and we're all going, all right, there's going to be a new edition. Let's look for something new. But this is all fairly new for most of us. I do have a question. Why did you decide on 2300 as opposed to 2000? Um, just seeing that's what people are playing lately. Uh, that's what was discussed online. That uh, you know, just I follow, like, Kings of War fanatics in those groups and I see that people are playing 2300-point games. So I just, you know, I know in England they're playing 2000, but, uh, you know... Yeah, we were doing 2250 before third edition came out, and then after third edition, uh, I guess people felt like with the point increases, that extra 50 points gave them a little more wiggle room. So just threw it in there. Um, you know, I didn't want to go any higher than that because I felt like that might be just a bit too much. But uh, I think that's what they're doing at Masters, if I'm not mistaken. So the guys who wanted to practice for Masters could bring their list, and it would be, you know, it would give them a chance to, to you know, play around with it. So, timers next year? Yeah, probably. I mean, yeah, good chance that there will be. I mean, like, okay. I'm I, at Mountaineer, we used clocks until, like, uh, I guess the last couple rounds, people were getting a flow, and they just, you know. And it didn't matter. It didn't matter, right. people were just. Right, yeah. I, I know there's, there's some players who will, uh, like Chris Fisher, for example, who, I was like, we're using the clock because if we don't, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll spend too much time thinking, so I need the clock to keep me moving. And I said, hey, cool, we'll play with the clock. And surprisingly and, enough, I feel that way. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. So I was like, if, <laughs> if you want to use a clock, if one, I was, I was going on the premise of if one player wanted to use the clock, use the clock. If both players didn't want to use the clock, then they didn't have to. Okay. And, you know, and it's only your fault if your opponent takes too much time and you don't get to play your whole game. <laughs> there you go. Well, that's right. that's yeah. Game. All right. So. I can hopefully see you here next year, Mark. Oh, yeah. I'll be here. All right. Too early to commit, but looking forward to it. Okay. I'm I'm going to try to commit, let you know if anything happens. Uh, most of my family was yelling at me, don't go out in that horrible weather. Yeah, <laughs> it came through some bad weather. No, we didn't. 
No, it looked like you might have. Well, once we, we, we got did. past Cumberland, once it we got was like, hey. You, you followed the bad weather. The weather was ahead of you. Yeah. The, yeah. The, day, the day you were out we here, kept you were right behind it. We paced it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. okay, all right. Good we move. paced weather. Good yeah. Move. yeah, good move. As my mother says, it's not worth going out there. Yes, Woman, I'm in Maryland now. Are <laughs> you coming? I could have been in the bottom of a ditch, Mom. You wouldn't have known. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Okay, so uh, before I sign out, does anybody have anything else they want to say, bring up? Just just a big thank you to Dan and the crew because it was a good time. Oh, you're welcome, man. I thank you guys for coming. I thank everybody for coming. It, it, it wouldn't have, you know, been the event if everybody didn't show up, right? So, Hey, me and Dave would have played. Right. Because we okay. drove all the way for a while. Yeah. <laughs> we played round robin. Uh, yeah, but uh, I'm... I'm, I'm Three-hand tournament. Three-hand tournament. Guaranteed place. <laughs> Woohoo! Podium! Oh, podium. Uh, I'm in it, too. Who got first? I won my game. I got third I place. How many? Yeah. Three. Nine, three. Now I place eighth. Well, how many people were there? Nine. <laughs> so a normal tournament so a normal outcome so a normal tournament normal outcome <laughs> alright well that's it it's time for num nums bathroom relaxing all that yep. uh, get the rest of some Maryland cuisine while I'm out here nice seeing all three of you guys again nice seeing you guys again too right. see you again next year see you again next year see you. All right, bye. That's us signing out. Rob, I'm still not coming to Tennessee for your tournament. And not unless you promise me some of that Tennessee rub. All right, bye-bye, man. Bye-bye. All right, love, signing out. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time on Countercharge. Please let us know what you thought of the show by emailing us at counterchargepodcast at gmail.com. On Twitter at countercharge fifteen. If you enjoy the show, you can help others find out about it by leaving positive reviews on iTunes. Until next time, keep countercharging. Music is a composition of Kevin McLeod and is licensed under Creative Commons.